Hey, sweet sister friend. I'm super excited because summer is officially here and y'all, it is my favorite season. I mean, let's just talk sundresses and flip-flops and tan lines and watermelon. Yes, please to all of those. All right. So in honor of my favorite time of year, I'm hosting a little devotional session to help you strengthen your faith as well as your body. So beginning this Friday, June 24th, I'm inviting you to join us for First Fruit Friday. It's a quick little five-minute scripture reading plus a little strength or stretch session to help you get healthier and stronger spirit, soul, and body. So go ahead and set the date on your calendar and join us every Friday in our Facebook group, Free and Favored. If you are not a part of that yet, I would invite you to come over and join. Super fun little group for us to stay connected and get to know one get to know one another beyond the podcast. All right, so go ahead, log on to Facebook, and then join us this Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern for our first Fruit Friday. All right, now grab your pen and paper and let's get on with the show. Hey, sweet sister friend. Welcome back to the Shine With Franny Show. I am so glad you're here because today, y'all, we are diving into session number two of the series that I've entitled Fight Like Heaven. All right, you probably have heard the expression that you will fight like hell. And let me just tell you, I lived that for many years of my life. I think it could have been my own motto because all the way back to my grade school years at Sacred Heart, all the way through my Notre Dame years, wearing my plaid skirt, my little, what was it called? Peter Pan collar and my little saddle shoes. Did you have saddle shoes too, sister friend? All right, I don't want to digress, but those were so gosh darn cute. I think they made a comeback a couple years ago with some Sperry's. I don't know, I digress. All that to say though, that my schoolyard bully tactics, there was nothing that was too low for me. I would kick, I would scream, I would scratch, I would bite, I would punch. I would go for literally blow the belt on all the guys, okay? Like I was just, I was up to anything and everything. And that's exactly what the enemy will do. He will use any and every weapon to try to kick us while we are down. But God calls us to rise higher. And he says, no, you know what? I want you to fight like heaven. And sometimes that means completely the opposite of what you think. So when you've just been diagnosed with something, when you've just lost your job, when your husband has just walked out, when a friend has just betrayed you, you're going to worship me. And the enemy says, whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) What's going on here? We completely confuse him when we worship God. He wants us to worry and he wants us to wallow in our self-pity and he wants us to wonder what if and why is this? And God says, no, I want you to stand firm. I want you to walk out in your power and your dominion and I want you to worship me. No matter how grim your circumstances appear, no matter how many odds are stacked against you, I am for you and I will never leave you nor forsake you. Go back to Isaiah 62. I'm sorry. Isaiah 42, pardon me. And also go back and listen, if you haven't done so yet, to um, episode 137. I dive into this. And so today we're going to continue. We're going to carry on talking a little bit beyond worship because we know that worship is just not simply your favorite Spotify playlist. Although let's just be real, cranking that up can really help, (laughs) really help you bring into the presence of the Lord, which is exactly what worship is. It's not just music, it's an atmosphere, it's a posture, it's an opportunity to experience the character of God in the presence of the Holy Spirit like never before. It's a true encounter. That is what worship is and that is what we are called to do. It's a level of trust, a newfound level of trust that you're literally sitting in the presence of the Lord. I don't know what's going on, Lord, but I'm going to trust you. I don't know why this is happening, Lord, but I know that you are the one who's in charge of every single detail in this. So today we're going to dive into the second tool that I believe that can be used to combat the fiery darts. Now, there's big biblical context here, but these are my own personal kind of beliefs on what I believe the fight like heaven tools are. 
All right, so you know that my hope is to always edutain you, try to teach you something and make you laugh a little at the same time. So we're going to go all old school Bob Vila. If you don't know who that is, he was like a home repair guy back from the 80s, all right? But let me just tell you, my handyman skills are nothing like Bob Vila. Mine are more MacGyver, again, giving you a little pop culture reference back to the 80s. I would surely use more of a toothpick and a piece of tinfoil and perhaps (laughs) a stick of chewed up gum to make a home repair. Man alive, I can't tell you the number of holes I've filled in and walls with toothpaste (laughs) from the houses and places where I've moved. So I'm going to share a little bit of an architectural repair term with you today and to try to edutain you, try to give you a little bit of information to learn so you could say, wow, I learned something new today. And this is going to help you when you're on Jeopardy, all right? So when there is structural damage to a floor, you know, the joist, like the, the places in the floor that support it. The damaged floor joist is then joined with a new piece of wood. Oftentimes, it is joined on both sides to fully support it and maximize the support. And it holds it in place until they can fully repair it with the new pieces, right? The new pieces of wood. And so it's sandwiched together between the new one, the two new ones. And this process is called, wait for it, sistering. Yes, the process of joining these new pieces of wood together to hold up the weaker one is called sistering. All right. Now, y'all, let's just talk about how amazing the contractors are, okay? They got it right here, okay? Because they refer to the strong support system as a sister, as sistering. They made it into a verb. All right. Let's just say how incredible that is, okay? And thank you, Jesus, for the so many sisters who've been there for me when I've needed extra support. I mean, y'all are better than a good athletic sports bra, okay? Let's just be real. And I pray that, sister friend, you who who is listening, that you also have a strong support system. The friend who's going to just drop by and drop off a casserole when you're, when you're, somebody in your family passes away. Or the friend who's just going to text a scripture and say, hey, I'm thinking of you. Or the friend who drops a card in with all the fun little colored you know, um, scripture verses in there. Man alive, I've got some really good friends who do that for me all the time. How blessed am I? And I pray that you have that too. So sister friend, when we consider this second tool, right? We know that the first one is to worship. And I think that I use that one as the first one because we really need to go and spend time with the Lord first. God, I thank you. I don't know what's going on right now. My life is so uncertain. There is so much that I'm un, you know, unsure about. Lord, I don't know about this diagnosis. I don't know about this relationship. I don't know about this job, this career. You fill in the blank. But God calls to us and he says, you know what? Okay, you spent time in worship and now I want you to go to the next tool that I've given you. If we go all the way back, sister friend, to the Garden of Eden, you think about it. God said to man, Adam, you're not meant to be alone. I'm going to make you a helper. And it's so important because God calls us to live in community. And that is why over these last few years of COVID, it's been so difficult on so many people and their mental health because we have literally shut our doors. We've closed our blinds. Literally, metaphorically, we've shut that down as well where we're not engaging with people as much. And so I believe the second tool to fight like heaven is the power of community, is that sistering, the word to come alongside of one another. And one thing I do know is that how important it is to go to the Bible, you know, and how important it is to look to see other people who set the example and the role model for us. So as we go into Luke 1, and if you have your Bible, I would encourage you to write this down or perhaps flip there with me right now. 
This is the story in the very beginning where the angel comes and tells Mary, okay, you're going to have a son. His name is going to be Jesus. You know, God's favor is upon you. I'm kind of paraphrasing here. Luke 1. Um, let me see. I have my Bible here in front of me here. Um, 30, sorry, 26 all the way through 38. All right. And then I'm going to actually camp out though right now today in Luke 1 verse 39 to start. Because immediately after Mary hears from the angel, okay, you're going to have a baby. His name is going to be Jesus. God is going to be with you. In verse 40, 39, pardon me, is where we're picking up. It says, at the time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Verse 42, in a loud voice, she exclaimed, blessed are you among women and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored and the mother of, excuse me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Verse 44, as soon as the sound of the greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. All right, so sister friend, after the Holy Spirit, after the angel came and said, you're going to have this baby, the first thing she does is she gets herself ready and she goes and she visits Elizabeth. She knows that she needed community. She knows that she needed to go and tell another godly sister. Now she was her cousin, but we're just using that for the expression of a sister in Christ. All right. A believer, a believer of God, because at this time there was no Christ at this point. Right. So in verse 39, though, I love that we see that Mary hurries herself. She knows the urgency and the immediacy of being with someone else. Now, the other great thing about this is, and I've listened to sermons about this before, was because the angel also informed Mary that Elizabeth was pregnant this time, she goes and she almost like mentors under her. She stays with her for several months. And so she almost like literally, literally learns from her. What does it mean to be pregnant? What does it mean to be, you know, with child? What do I do when the baby is born? So sister friend, as we read verses 39 through 45, and I would encourage you to go back and perhaps read this in your study Bible and look at the application. And then of course, read it in different translations. I'm going to share with you three things that I feel like we can learn from this and the importance of having these good godly sisters to surround yourself with. And the first one here is that God wants to share life. Um, God wants to share life with each other right? The enemy wants us to divide ourselves. He wants to ostracize us when we're going through a tough time. We think, oh, nobody really cares or other people have things going on in their lives or maybe you isolate yourself. I know that in the first few days when I just broke up a couple weeks ago, I was just like numb to everything where I didn't want to talk to people. I was tired of crying. I was tired of reliving it. I was tired. I was like, you know what? This is just the worst thing ever. And I kind of stayed in my little pit, my selfish pity party. I didn't want to talk to anyone. And that's exactly what the enemy does. That is one of the heaven, excuse me, that is one of the hell tactics. Whereas God says, no, look, I'm calling you to rise above. I'm calling you to go and share this with other people. Now we do have to be discretionary on who we're sharing it with. We want it to be a fellow believer. But the first thing that God wants us to do is to share life with others. So my question to you around this is, do you have a good solid core group of two or three friends with whom you can share your day-to-day living, your prayer requests? In your heart's desires, do you have that circle of sisters, if you will, and that group of, of friends to be able to confide in and to be vulnerable with? If not, sister friend, I would encourage you, you know, get plugged into your community, plug in with us. We have our free and favored Facebook group. We've got our Lighten Up Lifestyle membership group. 
I would love to be praying with you and for you and standing in agreement with you and for you. So there are so many ways, especially now with all the virtual connections we have. Yes, it's great to listen to a podcast. Yes, it's great to, you know, be involved in your kids' soccer, you know, mom's group or whatever that is. But it's really important to have that day-to-day life group, literally a person or people beside you who can help live life and do life together. The second is in verse 42, and I'm going to reread verse 42 here for you. It says, in a loud voice, she exclaimed, blessed are you among women and blessed is the child you will bear. Sister friend, we need others who are going to speak life into our circumstances. When you feel down and out, or when you can't see the forest through the trees and you, all that you see right in front of you are clouds, you don't see a speck of sunshine in the sky. You need those friends who are going to come alongside of you and say, blessed are you. Do you remember when God did this? Do you know what God's word said is about you? Do you know how I see you? Do you know the times when you've been there for me? You need people who are going to speak life into you. They're going to speak life into your circumstances. They're going to remind you of what God said about you and not the beliefs and the lies that you're believing. They're going to speak promises. They're going to stand upon the promises and stand in agreement with you. And they're going to say, blessed are you. And then they'll fill in the blank because of X, Y, and Z. And then the last one here, sister friend, is that God uses community to confirm his word. I'm not kidding here. Listen to verse 44. It says, as soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. How powerful is that? Because she knew what the angel had said and it was confirmed through her spirit. As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. My friend Lori always says, what makes your baby leap? Pretty much saying like, what is confirming what is being said here? And so I just absolutely love that because it reminds us that others are going to react and bear witness to what the Holy Spirit's unction is in us. So when we share something with someone, they say, oh yeah, you know what? I was just thinking of that. Or you know what? Here's a scripture that confirms that. And they speak that life back into us. And they say, you know what? This reminds me of the time when, and they remind us of what God has said or done or is doing for us. And sometimes friends, it could be the spirit of prophecy. It could be maybe a dream or a vision that someone shares with you. It could be simply words just that are spoken over you. Like I just mentioned a second ago. But ultimately, sister, it is so important to surround yourself with fellow sisters, fellow believers who are going to support you and be totally acceptable. Now, it's really important to make sure that you have a very solid core group of biblical sisters because all this new age shenanigans, let me just tell you, people are going to be like, oh, you're manifesting. Oh, you know, let's go ahead and go to a medium or let's go to a psychic. And I'm like, you know, I have some girlfriends. They were trying to get me to go to a psychic. Like, oh, well, she's Catholic. I'm like, okay, we're... (laughs) Let's go ahead and unpack that. Like there's so much there, (laughs) but those are not the people who I'm going to go to for godly counsel and wisdom. If they're wanting me to go to see a psychic, they might be the friends I go to see Top Gun with. They might be the friends that I go out, you know, and have a a celebration with, you know, on a Friday night or something, a little happy hour. But I need that trusted tribe. You need that trusted tribe of sisters who are going to be there to lift you up. who are going to be there to confirm God's word, who are going to live life and do daily life with you. And as I mentioned, it's so important to be mindful of the the community that you are surrounded with, you know, and that we don't let even our godly sisters, their opinions or their advice literally supersede what God's voice says and what, what you hear from God's voice and in God's word. And you have to be very careful of this because sometimes people will use the word to manipulate. So it's very important that you're dialed into what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. 
So somebody might say something, but then you need to take that back to the Lord and be like, Lord, does this bear witness with what your word says? Holy Spirit, show me truth in this. Holy Spirit, reveal to me what you want me to learn in this moment or from this person. So it's acceptable and it's rightful to seek, you know, the counsel of others and the companionship of others and, you know, to use the wisdom of other godly counsel and counselors in your life. But we have to remember the Holy Spirit is our ultimate counselor. God puts people in our path and he entrusts people in our paths. You know, you hear that expression of a reason, a season, or a lifetime. You need to have friends in all of those areas. Now, what's most important though, is that you go to the ultimate friend, the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, I've heard this from a friend. I've confided in my friend. Does this bear witness with what your word says? Does this bear witness with the path you're leading me on? One prayer that I've been praying recently, um, because I have been seeking a lot of counsel, like, did I get this wrong? You know, where did I, in this relationship, this breakup that I'm, that I've just had, I've questioned a lot, like, did I misread any of these, you know, cues and the cards and the texts and the phone calls and all the things like, how did I, how did I, how did we go from, you know, wanting to be engaged to this is not going to work. And so one prayer that I've been praying is Abba, you know, give me what I need that others cannot. Because let me just tell you, I oftentimes being a social person and especially being a person who lives on my own, I will oftentimes crave the community and fellowship of other people when God's like, but I want to give you that thing. (laughs) And I want to be what you're seeking from someone else. And let me just tell you, I was seeking that in a relationship and a husband. And guess what? Man is always going to fail us. Humans are always going to fail us. (laughs) So, but God never does. So even though I have very good friends, very trusted sisters, and likely you do too, the ultimate word needs to come from the Lord. The ultimate opinion we need to seek and the counsel that we need to, you know, advise, get advice from is the Lord. And so I've been praying, Lord, like help me to seek you above all else, you know, not people or the things of this world. Help me to seek you, Matthew six thirty three. So sister, this is what I believe to be the second of the two fight like hell, excuse me, fight like heaven series. You know, we don't want to fight like hell. We want to make sure that the enemy knows that when we're in community, we're going to be that much stronger and better, and we're going to be able to fight him off. And so our fight like heaven series started with worship because we worship God. We thank you, Lord. Not that this circumstance is good, but Lord, that I know you will make good out of it. I'm bringing this to you. I come before you. I adore you. I thank you for the work you're doing. You have done, and you will continue to do. And Lord, now I thank you so much for the sisters that you've given me. Lord, I ask that as I seek their counsel, Lord, that it could be you on the move, Lord, that you will move them out of the way. Let the Holy Spirit speak to them and through them. And Lord, that I will come before you and that you will be giving, you will be the one who I seek. You will be giving me what I need, Lord. Nothing of this world, no one in this world can give me what I need fully and completely the way that you do. And that, Lord, I will just ask that you will just strengthen me and support me with these sisters and with the sisterhood and the sistering that you are doing in me, that you're supporting me, Lord, that you're confirming what they're saying, that the Holy Spirit has spoken to them on behalf of you. And Lord, now they speak into me. So that is my highest open prayer, sister friend, is that you go to God, you worship him, and then you, you get that counsel when you need it, if you need it. Some people I know that they're able to really get that, you know, wisdom that they need right away from the Lord. And the more that you walk with God, the more that I'm learning, the Holy Spirit really is directing me. But it always is good to have at least, you know, especially now that we're a community of believers, it's at least good to have that one other person just to say, did I miss the mark? Is there something I'm missing? Is there something I'm not seeing? Or can you 
you know, support me? And can you show me maybe, is this where I, in the direction I'm going? Now, thankfully I have a lot of friends who they've now gotten to the point where they won't say, well, I think you should do this. They'll say, well, what is the Holy Spirit saying? Or have you taken this to the Lord, you know, again in prayer? Or what scripture came up with during your prayer time? I'm like, oh, that means I actually have to do it. <laughs> so if you do reach out to me for some prayer, let me let me just tell you, I'll probably will go ahead and give you one of those responses. What did the Lord say? <laughs> but sister friend, I would encourage you to dive into Luke 1. Take some time. Look over that section. Be reminded of, you know, Mary and her just the favor that God had upon her. Because we go to the Bible as encouragement. We look to the Bible for hope and saying, wow, you did it for her. You can do it for me. Wow, your favor was upon her. It favor can be upon me. And we follow in their footsteps. We say, wow, she went to Elizabeth. Who is my Elizabeth? What is, what is my circumstance, Lord, that I can bring to a fellow believer that I can learn from and glean wisdom from? And so that is the second of my Fight Like Heaven series. We've got another one coming up. So I would encourage you to come back. Share this with a friend, perhaps your sister, whom you might go to for counsel. It'd be great if we can share this. As always, lo- the love, I love hearing from you guys. I so enjoy when you guys reach out, share messages with me over Facebook, over Instagram, email, and just say, wow, this was a blessing. Or, hey, I'm a first-time listener, and thanks so much. Or, hey, I've been listening for a long time, and X, Y, and Z. And you fill in the blank and tell me. I just love, love putting faces to names. Um, I can look and see who's in the audience, You know how many audience people listen, and um, how many downloads we have and all that great stuff. But it's most important for me to put a face to your name because I want you to know that you are seen, you're valued, and I appreciate you. Until we meet next time, sweet sister, keep on shining.